Welcome to the White Knuckle Racing Club podcast. I'm your host, Brent van der Skeef, and you might have guessed it by now, but this is going to be a podcast all about the world of motorsport. But we'll be chatting to some team principals, engineers, drivers, cooks and cleaners, funders, and anyone involved in this kindred traveling circus that is motorsport. Thank you. <laughs> I know that it's been a bit of a rush for you, and I know yeah. that your life's changed quite drastically over the past couple of yeah. days, right? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Is that your first child? First one, yes. Okay. All right. I'm yes. sure you must be over the moon. Yeah, amazing. Like, we had so much fun with, with her the last couple of days. It was good that I was at home because, you know, it was, we have a busy schedule right now, and obviously when, when we're at the races, um, I can't do much, but it was perfect timing. Had time with her and uh, all, with all together, and um, yeah, now we're here. All right. Question, question with regards to that: uh, CRG or Rotax? CRG. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> By miles. <laughs> all right. Okay. So we're talking about icebreakers here, cooking. I asked um, Antonio the same question. Um, what I wanted to know: if you could pick any car on any racetrack, against any driver from any period, who would it be, what car would it be, and where and why? It would be an F1 car, like a V10 from 2005 maybe, something like that. Those were the cars I grew up to, and um, I think also in terms of sound and enjoyment, uh, speed, the ones the one I would pick. Okay, against who? What driver? Antonio. <laughs> Why not? And, and who's going to win? Well, I think it would be more about the enjoyment driving those cars than about who is going to win. But uh, hey, drivers are so uh, diplomatic, eh? Yeah, I love but, the but uh, I would do my best to beat him. <laughs> Brilliant. I wanted to ask, uh, we just spoke about um, uh, sound, okay, so the big question that everybody asks around Formula E to dig into it is obviously it, it, it cars don't make any, any sound compared to that. Now, you know, Mark, Sorry, it was Mark, no fart, it was the chair, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, now, the big question around that obviously is, you know, you're so busy in the cockpit, you're so busy doing things, the cars are so stupidly fast, and there's everybody else got the same machinery to a degree, obviously set up all that jazz, it's, 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 it's very busy. Do you notice the sound not being there? Do you notice the difference or is it so engaging that, you know, what is that experience like? Yeah, you, I'd say I realized that, you know, jumping into that car for the first time that um, it is quite different. Uh, so first of all, the electric powertrain, that um, the acceleration is just really, really fast. Um, you don't need to be in the right RPM window, it just goes from you have full talk from from like any time. Yeah. Um, sounds you realize, but that's something you you forget about within a couple of laps. Um, there's sound in the car, so the cars and the engine they make a certain sound, and it's also different from team to team. But obviously, it's a very different sound than a combustion engine. Um, and the other thing you realize is that you don't need to up and down shift anymore. So that's a big difference also. Um, but you know, once you're, you're on a racing track and you compete against uh, yeah, all the other good drivers and teams, you're just looking for 
the best lap time and, and extracting the maximum out of your package. So yep. uh, everything else is not important anymore. Exactly. It's a race at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. Everyone's in it for the same thing yeah. to win. Um, question with regards to the, the 99X versus the Gen 2 car, um, it's changed quite significantly and that's I mean, it's, it's all got to do with technology advancements and things are improving so so much in the in, the, in in that space. How do you find the transition in terms of driving style? Has there been a change in terms of like how you attack a corner, for instance, or breaking points, or or how you actually carry speed through a corner exit? How does the how does the balance? How does everything work? Yeah, probably there are, there are like three big changes um, from Gen two to Gen three, which is that. Uh, Obviously, more power. The car has a lot more power. We changed the tire uh, manufacturer from Michelin to Hancock. Yes. So the Hancock tire behaves also quite different. It's yeah. a stiffer compound, yeah. um, less sensitive to degradation in the race, um, but also more difficult to warm up. And um, it's it's very peaky and difficult on the limit. So uh, yeah, the Michelin was a lot more forgiving, let's say. Okay. You could you could push you could push harder and and the tire would indicate you a lot earlier what what it does. Um, and the other big change is that we also have a powertrain now on the front, which means that uh, you could either brake with brake discs, so as yeah. as always on, yeah. on the front, or with the powertrain. Yeah. And and obviously that's quite a different feeling on the brake pedal how yeah. how you get the torque. The, the, the deceleration yeah. Um, and yeah those three things I would say you need to adapt to you need to adapt your driving style to yeah. it but in the end of the day it's not a huge difference like it's, it would be a much bigger difference changing category than changing from the Gen 2 to the Gen 3 car because many things are still the same or similar yeah but your transition is I wouldn't want to say it's seamless but you've adapted you know quite well you know, compared to some other drivers, you know, yeah. uh, because it's, 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 I don't want to say like some people become one-trick ponies if they're racing a certain formula or car, if it's a, a GT3 or a prototype or something like that, and then coming into this formula car, your, your history with formula cars is yeah. obviously very rich, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you need to immediately get into a single seat and you know kind of what to do, um, but now with this EV game is that it's a completely different kettle of fish, it's a different skill set for the driver, um, yep. and you've adapted really well. Now, how have you, how have you found, how have you found that big change moment yeah like like you mentioned the thing is that I've also been in a lot of different categories in the past so I did DTM yes. I did Formula 1 I did Formula 3 um, and, and Formula E so there's a lot of um, things you need to adapt with in each different car and yeah. especially the change from a single-seater to a touring car like DTM is yeah. is, is a huge change and um, Therefore, you know, I have a, let's say, I have a big toolbox. What uh, yeah. I know I need to do in the car, and, and what I can try, and um, yeah, it has helped me as, as as well now changing from Gen 2 to Gen 3 to to understand uh, quickly what what the car needs. Yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about um, your driving style. So, I mean, throughout this season, like I've, I've watched a lot of your overtaking maneuvers, and everything's been super clinical. Like uh, I see a lot of instances where a lot of guys outbreak themselves, and you know, is is that a, a case of like just maybe the car's weight, or is it like the the, the balance, or or, or or maybe why you're getting it right, and some other guys are getting it wrong? Because you know, I see less mistakes, and that obviously translates to the fact that you're leading the championship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean. 
it's 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 hard for me to tell, you know, because in the end of the day, I just I just try to be as fast as possible and I yeah. try to overtake as good as possible. There's no no secret uh, recipe why why it works, you know. For me, I just drive naturally what feels yeah. naturally the fastest way for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, that works well at the moment. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's not as it's difficult to explain when you're a natural talent. <laughs> you just get into the car and it's like, okay, cool, I'm doing this right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the thing is, you know, I think it's probably also a bit overestimated, maybe, but that's my feeling that, you know, you the cars are so different or that you have to drive completely different. Because in the end of the day, look, if we if we go in in a go-kart and you give me like a wheel and, and, and two pedals, I just try to be as fast as possible. Yep. Then I go in a different category where the car is, is different, like in a single seater like Formula 4 or Formula mm. 3. Yeah. Yes, I need to adapt my driving, but at the end of the day I just try to brake as late as possible and drive through the corner as fast as possible. Yeah, basics. Exactly, so yeah. there's, there's nothing no special thing where I would say, oh, I, I changed, like, I changed my driving in, in a huge amount. I just, yes, sometimes you need to brake hard, sometimes you brake a bit less, you brake faster, you brake slower, you turn in faster, you turn in slower. Yeah. But that's, I mean, we, we're all professional racing drivers and we, we did that since, you know, I, I do racing since I'm eight years old, so more than 20 years. Yeah. Mm, you know, those are, like I said, those are things we all have in our toolbox and I just try to extract adapt, the maximum and adapt, adapt and to it. And learn. Yeah. Um, okay, brilliant. I, I wanted to ask a question around um, range anxiety. So obviously driving an EV on the road is all about range anxiety and now it's becoming an infrastructure anxiety question around how many charge stations there are. Obviously with the race, you, it's, it's specifically you know made so that you cross the line and you got zero row. You know, and I watched it, which the other race in the top five. So you were, um, uh, with Jake Dennis was 0.6. Um, you were 0 0.4, Degrassi uh, was 0 0.8, <coughs> Lotra 1%, JQ 0.8%. Yeah, and it's, it's planned. It's planned to that team. Yeah. And if you overcook it midway during the race, you're not going to make the end. Yes. So let's say our cars should always bring us home, but there's obviously a, the a best or optimized strategy to to deploy your energy consistently through the race and, and in a consistent manner. Um, if you over, overdo it in the beginning or in mid-race, mm. we see that sometimes um, you can still make it to the end, but you will lose a lot of performance yeah. um, at yeah. the end. And some drivers, for yeah whatever reason, they, they just overdo it sometimes mid-race, yeah. and then they manage to not finish the race. Uh, by a lap or by half a lap. That's I'm, I mean. First of all, you need to finish the race. That's exactly. So yeah. Okay. You 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 would always you would always make it. All right. Um, and uh, and just one question in terms of like um, your personality or, or your ability to overcome like uh, challenges within um, motorsport. I believe that the hidden talent of a of a race car driver is managing disappointment. So it's beyond beyond the, the shininess of what you see here and, and you know how this thing goes. So your time with, with Salva and with Charles Klug um, entering the, the frame, 
um, that obviously meant something big for you and, and, and a big disappointment at the same time. How was it for you to manage that and then to overcome it? Because when you overcame it, it was like, all right, <laughs> this dude's doing something. And it's important because you've got the talent, you've got that. Yeah, I mean, that was something which was not in my hands. The thing was that at that time I was um, loaned from Mercedes to Sauber, but um, Sauber made a deal with uh, Ferrari and uh, Charles was a Ferrari junior driver. Yeah. Um, and basically Ferrari loaned Charles to Sauber as, yeah. as uh, Mercedes was doing it with me, but obviously it makes more sense if you're using that engine that you also get a junior driver from that team. Um, so no disappointment from my side. If anything, disappointment was, uh, let's say, from the other driver, which, um, yeah, I scored basically all the points of the team, but uh, uh, still my teammates stayed in the team. But again, that's not something which, uh, which was in my hand. Um, uh, so yeah, um, I think I'm, I'm very lucky in the position I am. Yeah. Um, also, those difficult situations made me uh, the driver I am today and, yes. and the person I am. And obviously, sometimes uh, some situations and some decisions hurt in, in, at that point of time. But, uh, you know, later, like right now, I'm, I'm grateful that I experienced bad things in my career yeah. because um, it's conditioned you for today. I, I will learn from that. Like, yeah. I will learn from and now it only makes sense. It might not make sense at the moment, but now you look at you like, yeah. I'm in a good space. Exactly. I'm in now Cape Town I, racing. I, yeah, <laughs> like I'm in Cape Town racing for Porsche. We're leading the championship and uh, my... No, no complaints. My life is beautiful. So, <laughs> there yeah. we go. Um, and then what last question is just future plans. Um, what, do you, what do you have in mind? Do you have any aspirations for hyperclass maybe? Yeah, uh, that's for sure on my bucket list, on my yeah. to-do list for the future, yeah. Yeah. Um, to do Le Mans and, and so on. Yeah. Um, good place where I am to, to do that. <laughs> I just want to say, <laughs> is Antonio putting a good word for you? Yeah. What's going on? Maybe sharing uh, the car with Antonio. I will ask him if he, yeah. if he, if he would like to, but um, no, jokes aside, I mean, yeah. yeah, the focus right now is on Formula E, on, on, on this year, on, on the championship. Yeah. and. Um, we want to win, we are in a strong position, the yep. season is still long, but we need to uh, work hard and, and stay at the top of our game because everyone else will learn and everyone yep. else will copy things from other teams and so okay. on. So um, we just uh, yeah, need, to, need to improve more and then longer term, um, yeah, I could see myself trying something else uh, or something in addition. Um, depending what I want. Uh, my life changed now obviously a lot also with, with our little daughter. So um, let's see what life brings. You know, the good thing is I'm in a good position and, and I'm, I'm very lucky to be there. Uh, so I just take it step by step and let's see where, what the future has for me. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so Thank much. You. That was a brilliant uh, response. Really.